0: On 88.9 The Bridge, I'm Chloe Yang, joined today by special guest Lola Dean. Mrs. Dean is the core founder of many Mercer Island community-oriented projects, the MI Community Fund, Island Books, Youth and Family Services, and the Parks, just to name a few. One might say that Mrs. Dean is living history, an individual who's contributed so much to make Mercer Island the way it is today. Mrs. Dean, thank you so much for joining me today, and how are you doing?
1: Just fine, thank you.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on the radio today with me. I'm super excited to talk to you. And starting out with the parks on the island, um, how did the park department start?
1: Well, the city of Mercer Island began in 1961, was really finished about 1965, but along with the beginning of the city, they had to establish all the various departments that you need to run a city, and parks were one of them. And so at that time, uh, they didn't have much of a budget, and it was a kind of an interesting time. Mercer Island was kind of a small community at that point and everybody was involved in this whole process because we'd come through a situation where we had a town within a city. And finally when that two entities combined, Everyone was on board. But if you go back, uh, and it's as good as this is radio because we can use our imaginations, if you took a hot air balloon and put it over Mercer Island, somewhere around I-90 in about 1920, you would have seen not much but trees and a few houses. At the north end of the island, you would have seen 77 acres of a farm, which was a dairy farm, which was the Luther Burbank home for children, boys, and then you would also have seen just to the south of that you would have seen right where mercer island town center is now you would have seen dairy farms there were two big dairy farms at that point the only other thing that you would have seen in 1920 would have been down on the west side of mercer island where there was a piece of land that had a piece of waterfront called groveland bible camp and that was later to become one of Mercer Island's first waterfront parks. But when the city established, one of the things that was noted was that there are a lot of people who lived right on the water. But then there were a lot of upland people who had absolutely no access to the water. So that was one of the big goals when we began, was to make sure we got waterfront access for everybody who lived on the island, as well as play fields, because Mercer Island had a lot of little children
0: Mrs. Dean then discusses the park system, which began in
1: 1964. Pioneer Park, which had been a gift to the University of Washington, was three 40-acre tracts, 120 acres. What was this? University of Washington decided they would really like to sell it, and so a group was formed, and I was asked to serve on that committee to be able to put through a vote by the people with a bond issue to buy Pioneer Park and that was followed at about the next few years with some very interesting things that happened. Uh, First of all, Mercer Island made the brave thing to try and buy uh, the Groveland Park, and it turned out that that 10 acres, the Groveland Bible Camp, which had a nice, very nice waterfront piece on the west side of the island, was put together with what were called tent stakes. And the tent stakes were sold to various people who wanted to come on vacation on Mercer Island. And a tent stake was a size that would cover, your tent would cover your stake. So when Mercer Island decided to buy this, they had to contact each of those tent stake holders to get their permission and get their, I think they might've paid them something like $25 each to get that property together. So that was done in 1965, and Groveland Park was dedicated in 1968. The uh, next thing that happened on Mercer Island that happened throughout the state was two things in terms of financing. One, the people of the county realized that Lake Washington was in big ecologic difficulty. And so forward thrust was a big bond issue that was put into place to be able to clean up Lake Washington, but also came with monies for parks. At the same time, the State Park Conservation Fund was established. So Mercer Island was in an ideal situation to be able to apply for funds for both of those from both of those entities, and we were very successful in doing that. In 1969, we were able to obtain Clark Beach, which came about because the Girl Scouts, who had a Terry Wood camp, which was up on top of the island, went down to East Mercer Way and to the water. So we were able to purchase that property and give us a lot more waterfront access for our citizenry. In 1970, we were able to obtain Homestead Field, which is now adjacent to uh, West Mercer School, which was a dairy farm. This is one of the two big dairy farms. And one of the little controversies that happened, that was we had a very dedicated person who came to every park board meeting and who really thought we should keep the barbed wire. But it was pointed out that barbed wire was very dangerous. And so that had to go. So that added another 13 acres to uh, the park system. Then Mercerdale Field, which had been purchased by the Merceron School District in 1956, also became available. And it gave us another 13 acres for fields, which was the other big goal at that time to be able to provide play fields for all the various sports that the children were involved in. A little-known park was added in 1964, a five-acre piece, which is right up near the library. And it is a pond, and people have houses all around the pond. I'm not sure how many people go to visit Ellis Pond anymore, but it is kind of an ecologic wonder. And it has its own uh, wildlife, its own plant life, and is very well protected. And I think it is in still very good shape.
0: Aside from the parks managed by the city of Mercer Island, there were also a few county parks on the island. In 1953, Island Crest Fields was purchased by King County.
1: Island Crest Fields was a county park uh, that they allowed fields to be built on but had done really nothing with it. And it was uh, brought into the forefront of people's thinking because in 1962, the Mercer Island Preschool PTA decided they were going to build a children's park, which they raised the money to do. So the children's park was dedicated in 1962, and not too many years after that, the uh, Island Crest fields were turned over by the county for a very reasonable sum to Mercer Island. So this gave us quite a very good-sized park system at that point. We had fields and we had waterfront both on the east side and the west side. Uh, By that time, Luther Burbank, which had been there since 1912 and was closed in 1965, was turned over to King County in 1969. And those 77 acres were maintained by King County until they turned it over to the city of Mercer Island in 2003. So that gave us another 77 acres of waterfront properties and also the fields and the children's area and the tennis courts that we have now. So at that point in early 2000s, the parklands were pretty well set, most of them having been purchased all during the 60s and early 70s.
0: Was there any ever controversy surrounding the parks?
1: Oh yes there has been controversy about the parks and I think probably one of the first controversies came uh, when we tried to do a project called street ends and it turns out that any street that runs into the water that property that where it goes into the water is public property that does not set very well with waterfront neighbors and so that went on and we had to be (laughs) Those were some of the hardest meetings, I think, that the early park board had to have. But they were established. Safeguards were put in to make sure the neighbors were not going to be too endangered by the people who came to the beach. But especially it was true down in East Seattle where there was not really ready access to the water. And a lot of people were living there. So that was one of the controversial pieces we had. In 2003, uh, when the Luther Burbank was turned over to uh, the city of Mercer Island, we, we were all reminded that we had put that up as a bond issue for Mercer Island to buy it in 1969. But in retrospect, it probably was just as well the county had to do it for a while until Mer- the or Mercer Island had a chance to really get its act together. So now it is definitely a Mercer Island park. One other park that we received in 1991, which was another uh, waterfront park in East Seattle, was a very nice addition for that neighborhood. And that was given to us by the Slater family. Uh, she was a, a very devoted uh, advocate for parks and came to many, many park board meetings. Her husband had been very active in the fire department. And when they died, they had no children, no heirs. So that park land was, and I think it's probably close to an acre was dedicated to Mercer Island. A couple of the controversies we had over time was in 1990, they tried to establish a parkland and open space uh, project that would have included lots of multiple greenbelt parcels throughout the islands, but it was not probably as well defined or as well laid out as the populace wanted. So it went down to defeat There was another green belt piece that was put at one time called the Moss Roston, which also would have helped uh, in terms of drainage on the island, which also did not pass. But the biggest probably piece that we had, which was uh, a controversy, was a group approached the park board and was trying to see whether or not a golf course would be a good possibility for uh, Mercer Island. And it was kind of a hot and heavy issue for quite a while, but it did a couple of good things. One of which was it helped Mercer Island kind of come to grips with what it really wanted to have. It was sort of the golfers versus the tennis players because we had a lot of tennis players on Mercer Island about that time. And that would have been, uh, oh, probably somewhere in the 70s, I've lost track exactly what year that was. But it made some interesting discussions to say the least. And it gave people a lot of time to be able to think about what did they really want to have on Mercer Island? What was the things that were really important to them? And it turned out that tennis was one. But the other thing was that the natural beauty and environment and ecology that we had needed to be treasured and supported. Over the years, there was also several pocket parks that were established in neighborhoods, one is Rotary Park, which is up by the high school and came into our news recently when we had the water shortage. It turned out that the water tanks are under Rotary Park. We also accomplished getting a boat launching ramp on under East Mercer when the I-90 was established. Uh, East Seattle has a little park called Secret Park. I think it's still there. I haven't been by to see, but I think it's still in existence. I think it
0: is, yeah. Is it there? Yeah.
1: And then there's another little one just down by Roanoke, which has a tennis court, because the people in that area wanted to be able to walk to the tennis court. So over the years, the park system has grown, and it's an expensive project to keep up, but we passed, I believe, another bond issue this year for our parks to be financed for another period of time. And I think if you went up in that hot air balloon now and looked down at the island, you'd see a lot of houses, but you'd see some very nice greenbelt pieces as well. So it was an interesting time for all those years, and it was wonderful to be there when the money was there, and we could quickly, quickly get all that land right when we needed it took a while to do some of the work on them, like Homestead Field took time before the fields could be established, before the money was there. But I think the citizens of Mercer Island are pretty well served with their fields and their waterfront, which were the two main goals that we had to start with.
0: Well, I know me, my friends, my family, everyone on Mercer Island really appreciates all the parks and green space mm-hmm. that we have now.
1: It was a lucky time for all of us. We had a good time doing it. You
0: talked about those golf courses, Mm -hmm. and I do play on the high school's golf team. Oh, do you? That would be super nice to have a golf course (laughs) on the island. Well, it
1: did come up again a little bit later when uh, the the neighborhood called the Lakes was going to be put in, and several of us on the park board suggested to folks that maybe that would make a very nice golf course instead of more houses, but nobody picked up on it. It It would
0: be a very nice golf course. (laughs) It would. You mentioned all these parks, and I'm mapping them out of my head. They all seem to be on the north end of the island besides, I think, Groveland, Pioneer.
1: Clark Beach. Clark Beach. And, yeah, Groveland and Clark Beach are two of the anchors at the south.
0: Was the south end a lot less developed than the north end at the time?
1: It was less developed, and um, most of the multifamily dwellings were all to the north end. And at that point, there was the number of apartment buildings we have now. So, of course, the schools had fields as well, too, at South Mercer Junior High and at the grade school. So that took some of the access off. And, of course, there's not as many people living in the south part of the island as not. And, of course, Pioneer Park serves people from all over. One of the other things that we tried to do at one point, which we were a park and recreation department, and I don't know if they still call it that or not, but... There was also a move early on during the sixties and early seventies to see if we could put bike trails all along east, west, and north Mercer. And unfortunately that did not go through because with all the number of bicyclists, I think I went around thirty on my way up here from north mercer today and that would have been a lovely thing if we could have really done that we all look to europe where they have bike trails that are divided from the actual streets themselves but it didn't happen One well especially
0: dreams. in like the summertime there's mm-hmm. so many bikers mm-hmm. on like east mercer west mercer so that's why i tend to go island crest because i just it scares me to pass mm-hmm. them yeah mm-hmm on Island Crestway, there is the Dean's Children's Park. Um, I'm guessing this may be one of your favorite parks.
1: Well, it uh, that park was one of the most fun projects. Again, that was 1962. Mercer Island Preschool PTA was, and I think still is, a very active organization. It was a different sociologic time. Women were not working outside of the home, and so we were all home with little children and lots of energy and lots of ideas and so the preschool PTA when they decided that they were wanted to do a children's park we advertised for a landscape architect design it and Richard Haig from the University of Washington who taught landscape architecture was the choice and he had he really had a vision of what it should be and we were the only children's park in the in the nation when it was built and it was built by parents I don't know who took care of the children those weekends when we all went. We, and it was really kind of fun because the whole thing was organized by women. I mean, we were just mothers. And we had that thing organized down to a fine tea. The police came and they took care of the traffic on Uncrest. Crest. People brought food in for lunch. And the couples were signed to which of the projects they were going to do. And that project was completed in a very short period of time. And uh, we received the gift of the dragon from one of the younger families on the island, chose to remain anonymous. And of course it was the old purple dragon at that point. Now it's a concrete dragon, but it was a lot of fun. And I've been back several times with children and uh, grandchildren, but um, I don't know. Now the population of the island is not quite the same in terms of the age groups. So there still are, I get calls from grandparents saying, oh, we took our grandchildren to the children's park. And I said, oh, that's just great. Super sweet. Yeah, it is.
0: You are a very community-oriented person. And aside from the parks, you are also super involved with the Mercer Island Community Fund. Mm -hmm. I think Lila might have interviewed you about this a while back.
1: Could be. Mm -hmm.
0: But I'm super interested. For the listeners, the Mercer Island Community Fund invests in the community to make the island a more vibrant and healthy environment. When I was reading about this, I was taken by surprise because my mom sits on the board for that currently. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, the parallels are just crazy Mm -hmm. right now. And I wanted to do a little recap on how this organization came to be.
1: Well, that came out of the 1985 celebration of... uh mercer islands 20 i think it was his 25th anniversary i'd have to stop and think but um we were doing this grand and glorious event that was going to happen and i was asked to sit on the committee hunter simpson who was a outstanding leader was the chair of that committee and as we were planning all of these things i just got to think you know this is this is fine this is a one-day thing but Over the years, we had learned that if Mercer Island wanted to raise money for something, we had to do it ourselves. Because if we went to any of the granting sources or foundations, we didn't chalk out very well in terms of our needs. We did not have a low-income population. We did not have the criteria that they were looking for. So it seemed to me that if we were going to have any kind of a lasting kind of fund, we were going to have to do it ourselves and so i proposed to the committee i said why don't we see if we could establish a fund which would be ongoing and invested as a foundation well the idea caught hold and so we had a huge huge auction as part of the mercerversary and that's where the money came from to start the foundation and it was invested with the seattle foundation to be the administrator of the monies but the monies are, there is a board, we established a board and when the way we did that, I said, I'll get together some global thinkers because we had a lot of those on Mercer Island and still do. And let us talk about that and see if we can bring something back to you as a, a skeleton of how this might work. So we did, we had about three or four meetings and just to brainstorm, tossed ideas and came back with how a foundation could work and what it would be for and it would be only for projects on Mercer Island, and it would have a board of directors, and they would be the administrators of the fund, and applications would be made yearly, and uh, it would be a membership sort of situation. People would be asked to donate. And Mercer Islanders have been generous ever since that started, and I think they've done some very good work, and I'm glad your mother's involved.
0: For sure. Have you seen any organizations like this because, it's a great idea. Yeah.
1: Well, there's a lot of family foundations, and actually there were a few family foundations on Mercer Island at that point. Mercer Island, um, it was just a place at that point. We didn't have a lot of wealth on the island, but we had a lot of people who were doctors, lawyers, and inventors, and, um, and people who were able to give and had a heart to give. So that's what really established it.
0: Well, I think that just about sums up this interview. Thank you so much, Mrs. Dean, for joining me today. And once again, I'm Chloe
1: Yang from 88.9 The Bridge.